0: You've made a healthy choice.
1: Thank you for choosing Radio Glamorgan.
2: Hello and welcome to a special programme marking International Kindness Day and featuring the work of the MA Visual Journalism students at the University of South Wales. I'm Julie Kissick and if you're a regular listener to Radio Glamorgan, you may have heard me with a different group of students, the final year sports journalism cohort. We bring you all about sport on a Friday evening at six o'clock. But this afternoon's show is the first time most of the postgraduate students have ever contributed to an audio programme. They worked in small groups to develop ideas on the theme of kindness and i'm here to guide you through the offering over the next hour there'll be something for everyone to entertain enlighten and maybe even educate you but before i tell you more about what's in store let's have some music i believe i believe
3: that you don't have a bad bone in your body
2: marshmallow and be kind and that basically sums up the theme of our show over the next hour we're combining animals and kindness as we explore their contribution to making our lives better we meet some of the people who care for them and in so doing enhance their own lives and we learn more about mindfulness and relaxation and we'll get a chance to do some of that ourselves During the programme, you'll hear from Sarah Smith, who will be speaking to the founder of Cariad Pet Therapy. That's a not-for-profit organisation that seeks to support people through dog wellness visits, and it runs a pet food bank. Dylan Warner is joined by three volunteers from the animal welfare group Hungry Herds to explain their mission to save wild ponies. And Geraint Lewis explores some mindfulness practices that you can join in with towards the end of the show.
0: Broadcasting from the John Wills Studio at the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff. We are Radio Glamorgan.
2: In August last year, psychologist Robin Banerjee and researchers at the University of Sussex teamed up with BBC Radio 4 to launch the Kindness Test – an online study which became the world's largest on kindness. It came up with lots of insights into kindness, including that many people believe that charity is still very common. Three quarters of the people who took part said they received acts of kindness or kindness from close friends or family members often or nearly all of the time. No matter how old they were or where they lived, They felt that kindness was very common in their lives. The study also found that the most common act of kindness is to help people when they ask for it. And two-thirds of participants thought the pandemic has made us kinder. I wonder if you agree. MA Visual Journalism student Sarah Smith spoke to someone who certainly felt that the pandemic helped him in his mission to enhance lives. Here she is to tell us more. Karyad Pet Therapy is a not-for-profit
4: community interest company that provides therapy dog wellness visits. This means that they are a special type of company which exists to benefit the community rather than private shareholders. I asked Robert Thomas, the Quality and Development Manager for Cariad, a few questions about these visits.
5: We provide a range of activities that improve people's well-being. The main one is therapy dog visits. So we provide therapy dog visits to healthcare, education, employers, to people that are lonely in their own home, and also to um, outdoor health projects as well. Cariad Pet Therapy also runs a pet food bank, in Harford West and we support two counties of Pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire and we also provide employment opportunities for people that have been out of work for 12 months or more and they have worked limiting health conditions Um, through a volunteering program we run at the pet food banks that provides them with workplace training and skills. We also run a robot pet program that we set up during Covid and to date we have managed to donate 64 robot pets to people with dementia across Wales. So, yeah, we, um, we, we cover um, quite a lot of areas of need, whether it's um, a child in a nurture group within a mainstream setting or whether it's a patient with dementia or it's somebody um, in a palliative care unit. Our dogs um, go into a variety of placements, mainly within, within Wales, South and West Wales.
4: Can you tell me how and why did Cariad start?
5: If we start with the, the why... My background is in learning disabilities and autism in care management, and I've also worked in adult protection. Uh, I've got a love for dogs as well. We've got five dogs at home. We basically, when I say we, it's myself and and my wife, uh, Christine. We decided to set up an organisation within Wales uh, that provided therapy dog visits. I was already with another national uh, pet therapy organisation as a volunteer uh, with my Labrador Harper. And I felt that we could maybe provide something that was more Wales-based, that provided more of a support structure to enable compassionate owners and their amazing dogs to visit people in need within the Welsh communities. The how is a lot of drive, uh, commitment, desire to make a difference. We became a community interest company in September 2018. And then we started to add to the one dog of Harper um, in April 2019, and then we just haven't stopped since. Um, even during COVID, we we had several projects that were born out of COVID, which is the pet food bank and the robot pet program. My wife also donated me her kidney during COVID, um, so that did stop us for a few months.
4: How incredible that your wife donated you a kidney! That's the ultimate act of kindness, as far as I'm concerned.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it so was anyway, a, a perfect match, as you could say.
4: Brilliant. <laughs> Are therapy dogs a new concept?
5: There, there are some 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 historical um, examples. I think in Greece, um, years and years ago, obviously a long time ago, um, they were used to maybe lick the wounds of, of um, people that were injured. I think Florence Nightingale, um, she used uh, animals to help therapeutically uh, for people for patients that she was um, supporting. Uh, I think around about sort of the 1970s, it became a bit more of a, a popular thing, like we see it today. Um, with visitations, um, there's also animal-assisted therapy, which is where there's a, it's a goal-setting type thing. So, so we provide um, visitations. But yeah, I think I think within the UK, there's one main um, therapy dog organisation. Well, there's two really that, that cover the whole of, of the UK. Within Wales, over the last few years, we have been um, sort of um, pushing the, the the pet therapy sort of um, support side of things. We're quite um, prominent on social media and yeah so i I think i think locally i think um has has been um a a champion for 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 pet therapy
2: and we'll have more from sarah and rob shortly but now some music and as we continue our theme of kindness jack johnson and better together
6: Better when we're together. Mm, we're somewhere in between. I could sing And there is no Combination of words I could say But I will still Tell you one thing We're better together
0: From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too.
4: We are Radio Glamorgan. So what kind of a dog makes a good therapy dog?
5: We look for a dog that's got a natural um, affiliation to engaging with people that they haven't met before. So strangers, really. Sometimes dogs are great within the family unit or great with the neighbours. But outside of that circle... They may not be comfortable to go and say hi to people that they've not met before. So basically, when you go on a therapy dog visit, you are going to see people that you've never met before. So the dog needs to be um, happy to engage, uh, of their own volition, to spend time with that person and hang around for a kutch and be interested in that person.
4: Can you tell me more about the robot pets that you provide, please?
5: Yeah, the robot pets. Um, this came about in April, twenty twenty. Therapy dog visits stopped in March for obvious reasons, um, and then. In the back of my mind I'd heard about these robot pets somewhere. So with Google these days, it's not hard to find. Um, so I saw a few videos from America about the robot pets being beneficial to people with dementia. And obviously, within care settings, it was really tough. People couldn't visit. Um, they were obviously it was a hard time during COVID for everybody, but especially within care settings. We brought four of them and we did up some marketing material. And I remember posting it on our Facebook, and there is very little sort of response you know compared to like a real dog because people thought it was maybe a bit odd but I I had faith in these these um, robot pets and then so we actually put them up in the attic because of COVID we thought we can't send them anywhere because of infection control we put um, holes in the boxes of course Um, and then come September then we got them down and then we trialed them in four different environments and the feedback was amazing so then we went to the lottery we got funding for 35 robot pets uh, and we donated 45 in the end um, through some other funding. And then with other small pockets of funding, we've donated 64 to date. Um, there, there, there's a dog. There's two types of dog. There's freckles and there's a golden Labrador pup. Uh, there's three types of cat. There's a silver cat tuxedo and a uh, ginger cat as well. And they, the, the cats have vibraper technology. So they have sensors on their cheeks, on the top of their head, on their chest, on their tummy and on their back. And when you engage with the pets, they respond to you. They also have, like a cat will purr when you stroke its back. Roll over on ticklish tummy, uh, and the dog has you can feel its heartbeat, and it will has it's got bark back technology. So if you talk to it, it'll turn to you and talk to you. So we had amazing feedback and amazing videos of beneficiaries with them. Um, it helped people with dementia to recall memories of pets they've owned in the past, and so somebody who maybe. Uh, hadn't communicated for uh, quite a while as soon as the the cat or the dog was was given to them they began to engage lighten up talk about pets they've had and feeding the pets and walking their pets Um, and it was really lovely to see it 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 brought staff together it brought other patients together in care homes it gave um, families reassurance that their loved ones were having a you know a nice time with the pets the local dementia ward we've donated seven to at the moment and some people have had to take them home because they've become part of their family because it's like a pet they've had in the past. How can they leave that behind when they go home? So we've managed to donate seven so far. So they've, so some of them have gone home with patients.
4: What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Cariad Pet Therapy?
5: Um, best one is either through the website or on the telephone. And we can also arrange an online chat as well if you wanted to talk more uh, on a face to face or you can call into our office that's in Hartford West. Because we're here 9 to 5, Monday to Friday.
0: From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital, and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary, too.
2: We are Radio Glamorgan. You're listening to a special programme brought to you in association with the MA Visual Journalism students at the University of South Wales. Now, it isn't often that our mainstream media is full of good news. So on International Kindness Day, we're going to try and redress the balance a little as we meet some of the people who go out of their way to show kindness. One of the MA Visual Journalism student groups thought it would be a good idea to share some good news stories with you and here's Dylan Warner with a few to put a smile on your face and hopefully to show that the world isn't always as bleak and as dark as sometimes we think it is.
7: 12-year-old Louis from Risker Community Comprehensive School wrote a World Cup poem to inspire the Wales football team. The video of him reading the speech has been viewed by thousands, including actor Michael Sheen, who personally congratulated Louis after retweeting the video of Louis singing the poem on Twitter. This came after the Year 7 English module on the school, on identity, following Michael Sheen's speech on what it means to be Welsh. Louis's teacher was amazed at his use of dramatic language, and Louis said the poem came from his heart and soul, and said he wanted to make the best speech ever. The video has been reviewed more than 50,000 times with Louis giving the Welsh team one last inspirational message. It said, I would say keep on trying, don't give up. I'm just a 12 year old boy. I tried my best and I'm here right now.
8: Roydum and Falco, Fodwen, Gunraig, the raging fires burning around us. We are tasting the dark
2: ash and sulphur. Time has come and our rivalry, rivalry will be finished now. We are proud. Like thundering gigantic daffodils that'll never be obliterated. Even if the storm of the English comes, the size of a Leviathan. We we have the dragon of red blazing fury on our side. Us with the dragon will conquer the English storm. Because we have music in our blood with our skill oozing in our veins. And I just want to say, go get them, boys! Ride on my back of fun right on that and come right!
7: We have one now about Welsh football fans performing a good deed all the way over in Brussels and Belgium. 2,500 Welsh fans travelled to Kigbaldwin Stadium on Thursday 22nd September for an unfortunate 2-1 loss against Belgium in a Nations League match. Yet afterwards, in a spur of good news, hundreds of Welsh fans descended on the city of Brussels to help out with a litter picking. Several stayed behind to help fill bin bags with discarded cans and bottles, being accorded by Brussels police for their hard work. Philip Close, the Mayor of Brussels, also thanked fans saying in a tweet Hats off to the supporters of the Wales team, who after playing in the city centre, picked up all their rubbish. An example to follow. Welsh First Minister Mark Dreyford also joined in the action too, tweeting, The Red Wall doing us all proud once again. The people of Wales setting a good example for the rest of the world. You love to see it. (laughs) A trainee nurse from Birmingham Children's Hospital helped a young child from Swansea who was awaiting life-threatening surgery to remove a tumour from his abdomen. The medic overheard the child's mum speaking to him in Welsh. In an act of goodwill, the nurse wrote down a series of reassuring phrases in Welsh, such as, you're okay and you're safe, to make him feel less scared when his family wasn't around, and whoever was on the ward could reassure him. It wasn't until a year later when the relatives requested the child's medical notes that the kind gesture was discovered. The mother of the child nominated the trainee for a student nursing award afterwards as well as an act of thanks and appreciation. Broadcasting from the John Wills Studio
0: at the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff, we are Radio Glamorgan.
4: You are listening to the MA Visual Journalism Students' Takeover of Radio Glamorgan. We are talking about pets in this part of the programme. Some people keep birds as pets, of course. I have dogs and cats as pets. They are the UK's most popular pets, according to a recent survey from Statista. I'm hoping mine will be listening, so shout out to my pets at home. Hello Ollie, Bailey, Dave and Mr Snow. Ollie is my half poodle, half Chinese crested dog. He has bald patches, so wears a little jumper when it gets too cold. Bailey is my son's half Pomeranian, half Chihuahua. He's very cute but his eyes bulge and turn outwards, so he sometimes runs into things and it's difficult not to laugh. Dave is my black cat and Mr Snow is my son's white cat. As tiny kittens, they were rescued and hand-fed by a Buddhist monk in Canton. That monk showed much kindness and I will always be grateful to him as I adore all my pets. Did you know that cats don't meow at each other? They only meow at humans they can modify their vocalizations depending on whose attention they are trying to get. I've been trying to convince my cat to say hello. It sounds as if he's meowing hello, but I think it's getting better. Have a listen and see what you think. Did you know that cats are asleep 70% of their life. I show my pets kindness in the way I give them treats, exercise, affection, toys and love. They then show me kindness in their company, warmth, waggy tails and sloppy kisses. If you have a tale to tell about your pet, feel free to get in touch with us here at Radio Glamorgan. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or you can get in touch via our website using the Contact Us button in the top right-hand corner.
9: Gaves the need to be undressed.
2: Garden and Affirmation playing us out of the first part of the show. But we'll be back very soon with news of Hungry Herds volunteers and you'll get a chance to do some meditation.
0: From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too. We are Radio Glamorgan.
2: Hello, a reminder that you're listening to a special programme here on Radio Glamorgan. I'm Julie Kissick and I hope you enjoyed the first part of our show which was to mark National Kindness Day or World Kindness Day as it's called. It always falls on November the 13th and this year in the UK that's today which is also Remembrance Sunday where we remember the ultimate acts of sacrifice from those who gave everything. It's a national opportunity to remember the service, and the sacrifice of all those who defended our freedoms and protected our way of life. And remembrance and gratitude are very much part of the family of positive values that kindness encompasses.
0: Broadcasting from the John Wills Studio at the University Hospital of Wales in Cardiff, we are Radio Glamorgan.
2: This afternoon's special show is brought to you in collaboration with the MA Visual Journalism students at the University of South Wales. In this half an hour we'll hear from Dylan Warner who interviewed several volunteers from the animal welfare group Hungry Herds and we'll all have the opportunity to chill out with Geraint Lewis who'll share some mindfulness practices that we can all join in with towards the end of the show first, though, The Carpenters and Top of the World.
8: Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun be surprised if it's a dream. Everything I want the world to be is now coming true, especially for me. And the reason is clear, it's because you are
10: The top of the
8: world Something in the wind has learned my name And it's telling me that things are not the same In the leaves on the trees And the touch of the breeze There's a pleasing sense of happiness for me There is only one wish on my mind When this day is through, I hope
2: So one of the MA student groups followed the theme of kindness to animals by speaking to a group of volunteers who work with wild horses. Here's Dylan Warner to tell us more.
7: OK, so we have a couple of special guests joining us right now. We've got Tracy and Sue from the Hungry Herds Charity, which are a charity which feeds um, wild and feral ponies up in the Kafili borough, using fundraising activities as a way to get money for hay to feed the ponies, taking any volunteers they might have along with them. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit more about what you do?
1: Well, this is our sixth winter, so we've been going that long, and uh, we started off filling our cars up with hay from the local farmer and taking it up, and we've grown from there, basically we um, put monthly money in ourselves and the rest we hope to get in from donations we do boot sales and quizzes and fundraising activities we're very lucky we have a lot of support now where well, we started with just a couple of us we've
11: got two and a half thousand followers now we have mings and tails a lovely little charity that does a lot of tax sales for us and they get in quite a lot of our money for us, and we have Red Wings, who are quite a large equine charity, they give us money for feeding once a week, right throughout the winter so they fund one day out of our four So we've been lucky that way, haven't we? Very lucky And we have lovely volunteers which we couldn't do it without them, could no. we? We could do with a few more We really could, <laughs> we, could we could do with lots more volunteers to put the food out. There was a there was a need for the ponies to be fed up there. There's lots of ponies that have been dumped there, but now they've bred up on the common and it is out of hand at the moment. We're feeding up to 250 ponies a day and the grazing, grazing is limited because they, they have to share it with cows and sheep. So there isn't enough to see them through the winter. All of them have got heavy worm burden that drags them down in the winter a lot, doesn't it? There was a need because they, they were they were starving up there. That's why we started. We thought we really needed to try and do something to help them. There's a big problem with overbreeding and hopefully Red Wings are going to have some answers to that now because they they are aware of the situation. Like I said, they help us feed now. All we can do as a feeding group is just keep out, putting as much food out as we can and keep them going that way. And the rest is
1: to everybody else really, yeah. isn't it? If we, if we noticed one or two that are going really low or getting really bad, really thin, we then report to Red Wings and um, we, yeah, we RSPCA. monitor, and then if it's necessary to take them off, they do.
11: But we can't take every pony off we have to be realistic. Mm. So what we do is we contact our SPCA, they're in contact with Red Wings. They'll come and check the ponies that we're concerned about and they make the decision. It is good for us to have that support, isn't it? Because we feel like we're on our own up there, don't we? For us, volunteers, feet on the ground, you know, that's a big thing for us. Because feeding 250 up to 250 a day is a lot because some days it's just three of us doing that three or four of us and none of us are young are we (laughs) (laughs) there's nobody under under 50 at the moment is there (laughs) we're on our group so you know we we are looking for volunteers if they can help us in any way we would love that we keep going because we have to we do go through phases where we don't want to do it anymore ourselves somebody has to so that's why we go up there
7: could you explain if the charity has perhaps impacted the local community spirit in any kind of positive way?
11: Well, from our personal experience, we've had people come along to volunteer with us who've been suffering with depression, other problems mm. in their life, haven't they? And they said that the difference in the, their well being, how they feel about themselves, has has been, yeah. like, much improved, hasn't it? for them, yeah. It does make a difference, it makes a difference. Yeah. When I first started, I had to leave a job I loved to look after my father who had Alzheimer's. So for me, I I found volunteering
1: really important for me. It gave me something that was mine. And I think so many people in the area love the ponies. A lot of people go up to feed them themselves. you know, little bits and pieces, carrots and apples and everything. And we often find people when they pass in the car, they stop and they see us and they donate, don't they? And yeah, and thank us for, for what we're doing. Trying so to help I them. I think it is appreciated by a lot of yes. people in the area.
7: Are there any particularly fond memories that you think you've made?
11: For me, it's the friends I've made.
7: Mm.
11: It's, it's people that were not in my life and they spend so much time with me now. Mm. For me, my main thing is the friendships I've made through it and Realizing there's so many kind people out there who want to help us, and that is amazing because it's not just us feeding on the common, there's all the other people in the background who are doing their little boot sales and they're donating boot sale, sale Stuff, items. Yeah. And you know, they'll donate five pounds if that's what they can f- afford. So, for me, it's just bringing the bringing
1: of people to together. I absolutely love it I would say the same the biggest thing for me is the people we've met but also for me as well we have had to take a few ponies off due to ill health and everything and Red Wings have done that for us and then seeing the updates on them and you know when the, when, when we last saw them to when we next see them is just amazing it is amazing yeah
11: because we are the sort of start of saving our ponies life to see some of them that you think Surely they're gonna die. Not gonna make and it. when you yeah.
1: see these updates, it is kind of a warming you. isn't yeah.
7: it? Yeah. Thank you guys. That was very enlightening. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to come speak with us. You can find Hungry Hungry Herds on Facebook and Instagram if you want to find out more about them.
0: We are Radio Glamorgan. And we're proudly supporting Wales in the World Cup.
4: You are listening to the MA Visual Journalism Students Takeover of Radio Glamorgan. And now on
0: Radio Glamorgan something special just for you.
12: I wish to heaven at visiting hours so I could just show up and bring the news that she's getting old i wish that you met her the things that you learned from me i got them all from you if i just stay just changed since you've been away i wish that heaven had visiting hours so i could just swing by and ask your your advice what would you do in my situation I haven't a clue how I'd even raise them What would you do? Cause you always do do what's right And we just talk while until my worries disappear I'll tell you that I'm scared of turning out a failure You'd say remember
2: That was the beautiful visiting hours by Ed Sheeran, marking the midpoint in the second half of our show today about kindness here on Radio Glamorgan. Thanks for joining us. Before the track, Dylan Warner spoke to Tracy and Sue, two volunteers from the Hungry Herds group. And now we hear from someone else whose life has also changed since getting involved with them.
7: OK, so we also have Terry here, who was a volunteer at Hungry Herds and went up to feed the ponies once or twice before. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Terry?
2: My
13: interest in horses started when I was a lad in the Rhonda and I used to go to a farm called Getley Valleyog, and had my own pony and uh, there were other three ponies there. And when you get involved with horses you get infected with them. Um, then I had to move away and that was a long time ago. And then I've been away in Spain for 27 years and I've come back to Anisabol and met some lovely people there who introduced me to these lovely people here. And they said about horses and I give sell a donation and they kindly took me up to get the guys common and I was just gobsmacked with what work they're doing and and the size of the task is ginormous. Being 85, I can't do a lot physically, but if I can help in any other way, then I'm a volunteer. And it needs needs good, strong volunteers who are honest and love horses. And once they go up there and see the the state of these horses, then they would be converted as well, like I was. Um, I, I can't, you, you can't explain what these lovely ladies do. They need help. That's basically what I'm here for.
7: Um, how would you describe this as an act of kindness towards you overall then?
13: The act of kindness started on on a human scale with a friend, a good friend of mine who introduced these lovely ladies to me, right? The kindness that they show is above kindness. It's, it's as I said, it's totally devotion. I can't help as much as I want to. And I'm sure that the people out there who are able to do it, but haven't been introduced properly into it. I was introduced by being shown the common, shown the horses, shown the conditions, and, and and from there. And I felt quite, quite. I couldn't express myself in, in being able to help them more. They're more than kindness. It's a devotion. And I don't want to embarrass them, but this is true.
7: Thank you, Terry. How would you describe like the feeling that you felt after you fed the ponies for the first time?
13: I relived my run the life when I was a boy. It was so relaxing, it it is enthralling, it was gobsmacking that the whole lot, the whole gambit of, of emotions, I felt I felt back home, and the, and the horses uh I, I, I felt sorry for some of them because they they weren't in the condition they should be. And you ask my, my emotions were, were complete. And for me being away for 27 years in Spain, after I lost my wife tragically, it's, it is, it's not describable. It's, it's something that um, I feel because I'm an emotional man uh, and, and that's it. It's, it's a new life.
0: From the heart of the heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too.
4: We are Radio Glamorgan. You are listening to the MA Visual Journalism Students' Takeover of Radio Glamorgan.
0: We are Radio Glamorgan and we're proudly supporting Wales in the World Cup.
2: If you're a regular Radio Glamorgan listener, or if you're listening to us for the first time, you're very welcome. Next week, that's starting tomorrow, we're going to be marking 70 years of the official charts company by playing nearly every single number one from 1952 to 2022. So do join us for number one's week as we celebrate the songs that got to the top spot in the charts across the decades. Now, though, it's time for something very different here on Radio Glamorgan. Here's Geraint Lewis and the sound of waves lapping on the shore. Enjoy six minutes of pure relaxation.
14: Those waves took you to some lovely sun-kissed beach, the waves soaking your toes as you lie back and relax. Now, hold that thought as we run through some simple mindfulness exercises with you. Please remember not to do any of these exercises if you are in a situation where you need to be fully alert. Now sit back and enjoy. We are now going to take some time. To relax get comfortable think of happy things maybe a pet or maybe someone or something that makes you happy find a place where you can have a few quiet moments to yourself and if that's not possible you can do this meditation anyway you can be reasonably comfortable close your eyes lower your gaze focus softly on whatever is in front of you sitting away that you feel relaxed but also alert with your back straight but not strained in any way feel the sensations of your breath in and out in and out become your breath become the very essence of the breaths that you take when you're comfortable take five full breaths as you breathe in and out feel the sensations of breath filling your body and then leaving your body connect with the sensations as fully as you can feel a sense of energy on the in breath and a sense of letting go with each out-breath relaxing into the seat beneath you try if you can to imagine your whole body becoming a part of the seat relaxing into the seat after the five breaths let your breath return to its normal rhythm and keep paying attention to the sensations of breathing in and breathing out. Notice the spaces between your breaths, these are also important. Start letting your attention be drawn to the spaces in your breath. In the short pause after you breath in and after you breathe out, Do you sense these pauses? What do you notice there? Explore the quiet. Notice it. Even if no thoughts are currently present, you're still aware, you still notice that quiet space. Come back to your breath if your attention wanders at all. Remain as kind and curious, be an observer of your own self, gently notice anything that arises in your inner landscape, thoughts, body sensations, emotions, memories, worries. When you become aware of a worry, for example, you can just notice it. That's fine, notice the worry and come back to noticing the breath and the pauses. If you begin to experience a cycle of thoughts or emotions, do your best not to become involved with them, just for the short period of this practice. Are you trying to suppress experiences or judging them? remember that kindness and curiosity are your tools and shift your attention to feeling your full breath in the pause out pause and again and again notice is your mind pulling into the future or looking at the past it's all okay Simply bring your attention back to your breath, back to what's here right now. Let your mind rest in the pauses. If at any point you feel a little stressed or anxious, keep feeling the breath sensations. Precise and curious attention to physical sensations is deeply relaxing for your nervous system. Find your whole body expanding and contracting with your breath and become more and more present in the spaces between. Be curious and kind about whatever happens. Always watch for self-criticism and judging. Be kind and curious with whatever you notice. Be a good friend to yourself by being present with compassion and openness to whatever you experience. Keep it going. Stay with the practice for as long as you like, feeling your breath, resting in the silent spaces, and watching to see what happens with kind curiosity. When you're ready, not before, take a breath and finish. If you found the mindfulness exercise useful, a full programme is available for free at www.valleysteps.org.
2: Thanks for that Geraint. I think you might have found your vocation in life. What a way to close our show with an exercise in being kind to ourselves and taking a few moments to fully focus on being present. I do hope you enjoyed that. I'm back on Friday at six o'clock with the sports journalism students for a World Cup special. But for now, for me and the visual journalism students at the University of South Wales, we wish you a happy World Kindness Day and hope you find the time to be kind to yourself and to others.
0: From the heart of the Heath, serving the University Hospital of Wales, St David's Hospital and the Cardiff Royal Infirmary too.
1: We are Radio Glamorgan.